Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the CDs Nuts podcast, the podcast where we're nuts about CDs. We're nuts about vinyl records. We're nuts about whatever. If it's music, we're into it. My name is Eric, and today I am joined, as always, by OJ Jur and the only person to ever be categorized as an event, Ian McKinnon. Welcome. I did. I was one of the people that said he did it. The jury deliberation was brutal. And welcome to my event. <laughs> is this your TED Talk? Yeah. My TED Talk is about... Ah, shit. I got stage fright. Oh, no. My TED Talk is about stage fright. And that was all That was all part of it. I liked that. That was really good. Oh, thank and you. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. That was a hard one to yes and. So we'll just keep going here. Now, Ian, you're not the type of guy to toot your own horn. Boy, so... Anyway. I'll do it for you. Okay. Uh, you and your compatriots have recently been nominated slash won a couple of things at a thing. Is that right? Yeah. We have a, a little short film that could called A Mystery Murder. And uh, it's been accepted in at least six film festivals. Of the three that it's been shown in so far, we've won at least one award for each one. So we're batting 100 on awards. So that's, you know, knock on wood. Keep that going. Hey. Keep it going. Well, congratulations on that. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, listen, I don't have a lot of preamble besides that, so I thought we would just get into it today. We're talking about music as always, but today I thought, or you thought, one of us thought, we could mm. talk about vinyl records. Yes. Boy, do we love them. We do love them. And it's, it's, now we're going to talk specifically about vinyl records, but for me, it's more about having the music in my hands, whether it be, you know, that vinyl record, a cassette tape, CD, whatever it is, there's something about that experience. And for me, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I love uh, 
flipping over records. I love stopping what I'm doing to go and flip over a record. No, actually, mm. I, actually, I that part doesn't bother me at all. I, I, I love having, <laughs> like you said, I love having a physical copy of anything. Um, you know, like even even movies. You know, I don't really buy movies anymore. I just kind of rent them. But when I do, like, I want to make sure it's like, like a steel book or something really cool. You know, what I mean, like. If I'm gonna own a movie, I really want to own like the best version of it, and I feel like I feel like vinyl is the best version of any sound. Well, it's it's a whole experience. Um, I've I've recently started collecting vinyl, which I think we've discussed before, at least briefly. And there's there's a whole section of music that I feel like is lost when it's just on a streaming platform or something like that. There's something about that whole experience of actually looking at the liner notes and seeing the color of the vinyl, which, and I got to tell you, the color mm-hmm. of the vinyl, I got into a little spat with the internet today about that. Whoa. So I ordered a record that was purported to be blue in color. Uh-huh. And after being pushed back two or three weeks, I was sent an email saying, hey, psych out, it's actually going to be black. And, you know, it's not what they had originally said. But now, to the company's credit, they they said that I could cancel my order because that's not what I had ordered. But uh, I went went ahead and went through with it because I'm I'm just happy to have the record. It was kind of one of those, it's like limited pressing and so on and so forth. But I know that for a lot of people, the, the look of the thing really is quite important. I feel like that's a pretty new thing. Um like since vinyl's return is like color variants and it's it's almost like a way to like i don't know get get new vinyl collectors to to buy their their records is like well you know we have these limited color you know like marble ones or color bursts or these ones are translucent blue um which i am a complete sucker for i love the color variants of records but similar to you, if, if if I really want the record, I mean, the color is, is definitely secondary. It's more about, you know, just physically owning this, this music that I, I really want. Right. And I think that's the point I was trying to make on the internet today. Like, first and foremost, I want to have that music experience that I remember from when I was younger, when I would buy myself CDs or cassettes. There was something magical about opening up that jewel case and seeing that there were pictures of the band and you know sometimes little goodies hidden in there like playing cards or you know all of that stuff I think is is really cool and is definitely lost on streaming media nowadays at the same time I think that people should kind of suck it up and say hey yes the the color does matter to some extent because you know, it's it's like you said, there's something fun about the collection aspect that I don't think should be ignored. No, no. I mean, it, it it's, you know, when you're selling music, you're selling a presentation. I mean, even if you think to like CDs, I mean, even the, the CD artwork on the disc itself was, you know, it's something that's thought of. And so, you know, it's pretty much the same for records, I think. And again, you know, like if, if there's a record I want, if it's there, I'm going to buy it. But the first thing I'm going to do is see if they do have a color variant. And if they don't, right. I'm like, I'm like, ah, well, okay. And then I'll just buy the black version because I want the record. Right. And that was the case with the record I was talking about. Uh, specifically, it was Zelda and Chill 2. <gasps> oh, part two. 
I've, part two, I, yeah. I almost bought the first one. I saw on your Discogs that you had it, and I, I thought that was yes. pretty funny because I, I almost bought it. That that would have been an algorithm purchase. <laughs> right. In fact, it was the same, the exact, like the very copy I've got was the one you were going to get, right? I mean, if you saw it on your internet algorithm, then yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the warehouse, it was specific. It had one of our names on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it was um uh so but they were going to do a blue one and they decided not to. So the original pressing of Zelda and Chill 2 was a blue pressing. They were going to redo it, uh or at least that was what was advertised. I ordered it. They said it was black. And for me, I look at it and I go, "Well, I could have this record that I actually want in black or pay over $100 for a blue original pressing." In my mind, the the black one is totally fine. Like I don't need, I don't need the blue one that bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, quite frankly, when you when you play it, you're not gonna stare at it the whole time it's playing. You might watch it for a little bit, you know, just kind of, ooh, that's pretty. But I mean, you're gonna like chill or hang out with people or just listen to it. I mean, it's doesn't have to be a color variation, especially if they're gonna like go overboard on the price. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the bad things about vinyl is the the secondary collectors market is out of control and it kind of forces you you know if you're a completionist type of person it kind of makes you feel like you're forced into pre-ordering a record immediately when it comes out as opposed to waiting when it might be a little bit more financially responsible or you know oh yeah i see uh, but um no it's it's really not so bad I, i'm i'm noticing on um I, again I'm, I'm new to discogs but you know i put a couple of, of vinyls on my wish list and uh two of them are lupe fiasco yeah the first and 15 or food and liquor um and uh the cool his first two lps and uh I mean, people are selling them for like over a hundred bucks, and yeah. there's like a bunch of comments on there saying like, "Hey, look, you can go to like local record stores, and the chances of you finding it are pretty high." So it's like, and and they're not <laughs> charging a hundred dollars, so it's really like, yeah. they're it's almost like people are just kind of scalping these, you know, these it, these it records really that are, and and people are going to jump on it because they're not going to think, "Oh, I should go." Try and look for it myself. They're they're like, ooh, you know, impulse buy. So well, and I think that kind of. Uh, leads into the next little section we could talk about is actually going to your local record store, which personally I find to be a blast because you you never know what you're gonna find, kind of like it, you're saying. It's yeah, it's exciting. It's it's you know it's it's bargain hunting. It's it's you know you coming across something that either you had forgotten about or you know like something you really had your eye on and you're hunting for it, and just one day you happen to find it buried in the, under a couple of vinyls or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thrill of the hunt. Right, like, I th- I'm i pretty sure people would tell you that you can't find Zelda and Chill in the wild, but I did. You know? I was going to say, um, I bet you you can. Did you find that at, um, in Denton? Yeah, at the recycled bookstore. Okay, I did see it there. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost bought that, too. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> But no, there's something real neat about that experience of uh, flipping through there because I don't know about you, but I can't organize my mind enough to remember everything I could possibly want. And, and you know, honestly speaking, that list has actually shrunk considerably as to what I would actually want. But it's real cool going through there and going, oh, you know, I totally forgot about, you know, like I was talking about like that Mondo Kane Mac Patton album that I bought. That is yeah. one that I 
wanted, but I had totally even forgot it existed, honestly. And there it was for a decent price. So yeah, I think I my my list of like, ooh, I I really really want vinyls is is dwindling, and I, it's probably down to like three. And I yeah. only say three because besides those two Lupe Fiasco albums, I mean, there's like one more that I thought of, and that's the uh, Deftones White Pony. Mm, yeah. I'd really like to have that. But of course, you know, they just released their, I believe, 20 year anniversary, and it's like 80 bucks, and it looks great, yeah. and it comes with a lot of cool stuff, but I don't want it that bad. <laughs> I just. Yeah. And I mean, and I, and I think that's worth worth mentioning too like there's any hobby that you can get into people will tell you this hobby is not expensive it just seems like it as an outsider but the truth mm. of the matter is every hobby is ridiculously expensive all the time yep because yeah you're just constantly purchasing yeah i mean it's we, like, we need that we need that serotonin hit to hit when a vinyl shows up at our doorstep or you know we find it at the record store <laughs> we we need that uh that good feeling in our brains. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, as a as a prime example of that, I actually got an album in the mail from Mondo Records today that I already owned, but there was some issues with it. So Mondo sent me another copy of it. Great customer service, by the way. So check them out. Shout out Mondo. Shout out Mondo Records, like they need my help. Uh, even though it was a record I already had, there was something like ooh, a little you know present on the porch for me. So. I did my first, or not my first, but I did a recent blind purchase at a uh, Vinyl Moon, mm. and uh, it was the uh, Men I Trust album. I, I believe I discussed it at the end of last episode. It's like a yellow translucent uh, vinyl yes. of their 2015 album, and uh, man, I have yet to listen to it. It's just been a busy week, but um, right. you know, just just seeing it pop up on my doorstep, and you know, it showed up early, or earlier than it was supposed to, and that's always nice. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, the first thing I did was, you know, pull it out, like look at the, observe the uh, the beautiful yellow color, and mm-hmm. read the booklet on the inside. I mean, it's just it's just fun, man. It's a it's a fun thing to collect. And I'm sure there are vinyl purists that might listen to this and really hate everything that we're saying. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. But hey, we're having fun, man. No, and that's that's the thing, like. Um, in fact, I'll say something really controversial right now, just to just for the sake of fun. People who listen to vinyl records, like your audiophile types, will tell you like it's the best thing that you can hear. And I bet that there's some truth to it, but I would be more willing to say that what you're actually experiencing is listening to music on more expensive equipment than you're used to. You think so? I think so. I think that's a part of it. I'm not saying that's all of it. Like, you're, not I, that, I, you're not hearing that warmer tone that everybody keeps talking about? No, no, no. I'm I, I'm 100% telling you right now, I think that there is something to vinyl that adds something. There's something that is lost in the digital conversion. But I think that, like, you know, like, if you think about it, I think most people are experiencing listening to uh, their music, like, through their phone or some like skull candies or beats by Dre, something like that, which if you look into it are not that great. Well, yeah, uh, you're, you're listening, yeah, you're listening to compressed MP3 files, which MP3, you know, it's not like a wave file. It's, it's compressed. And then you're listening to right. it through most likely wireless earbuds, which is another form of compression and, and uh, de- degradation, and so yeah, I mean, I- I'm with you. Vinyls are definitely, a, you know, it's like a direct source of of music. 
but I think I think more than just the sound of it, it's it's experience. Because when you put on a record, chances are you're not gonna like put on a record and watch something else, or like you know what I mean like you're gonna actually sit and listen to it, and so you're you're probably gonna pick up on things that you weren't going to if you just had your earbuds in and you were doing something else. Yeah, definitely. Um, for instance, we got I got the we got the Little Shop of Horrors soundtrack. Oh snap! On on, on vinyl, uh, I got like a like an old pressing from like. 80 whenever it came out or whatever and you know i've listened to those songs and seen that movie a hundred times but this was the first time i really sat down and like listened to it and heard you notice things when you're actually paying attention like the bass is a little more prominent and kind of leads the charge on the music and you can hear the different singers how they're set in the stereo field and it's all these things that you don't get when you just sort of like turn something on and zone out right for sure for sure have you had any like recent like blind purchases that you are in love with well that's definitely uh and 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 you mentioned that before with the men i trust thing right yeah. it was kind of a blind thing for it you. was a blind purchase. Uh, i have yet the, the jury's out i don't know if i love it yet i'll find out <laughs> <laughs> but i was just curious so, if like you came across something that like you weren't sure you were gonna like or you were just like you know what i think i'll like this and then you play it and it's it's more than you what you wanted so it's kind of funny that you mention that because the way i got into collecting vinyl records and and having them in my house actually kind of started with a blind purchase i think i've mentioned this before but my wife received a vinyl record as a gift she got dark side of the moon oh it should be in everybody's collection yeah right uh, and um or we're like, oh, wow, we have this record. We need to buy a record player. So we got one on your suggestion, which, you know, we've talked about before. And so from there, I went to the record store, and I was kind of looking around. And the first thing I saw was this, again, colored vinyl of a group called Chai, which is a like a Japanese kind of like punk type of group. Okay. And I honestly, I just bought it because the record looked cool. I was like, okay, it's the only one in the whole store that's on colored vinyl. I'm really, like, intrigued by this. Let's just try it out. And it actually turned out to be awesome. I love it. It's very, even though they're a punk group, this album that I bought is more of like a chilled out sort of like lo-fi type of thing. And I think, you know, I can say pretty safely, that's one of those things that I just wouldn't have gotten if it weren't for that blind purchase. There was something exciting about the packaging that made me a fan of that music. Yeah. Or led me into being a fan of that music. And and I think that's something that, again, I think that's something that's lost with the digital side of things. And again, I'm not trashing digital. I love it. I I listen to it most of the time. But I'll hear a new song on digital. I'll give it a thumbs up, and then I've moved on. And maybe I'll never hear it again, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Um, any of the vinyls that I own... I made it a point to not listen to it when I stream, like when I'm listening to like Spotify, because yeah. I, I, what I don't want is what happens to me when I have like a playlist or something is I'll hear a playlist over and over and over. All of a sudden, this song that what I was like in love with is just like, I know every part of it and I'm kind of sick of it or like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, I need something else. So I, I definitely, if I buy a vinyl um, and I absolutely love it, especially I refuse to stream it at that point because I want every time I every time I do choose to listen to it to be more special because it's you know it's more spread out. I'm not listening to it every day or every other day. I'm listening to it like, you know, when I've got the time or you know I I want to listen to it and uh, just like right. make make an event out of it. Um, 
I made two blind purchases. One of them was at uh, Michael Kiwanuka, his album Kiwanuka, which, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I saw, I mean, this is almost an algorithm purchase. I saw a uh, an advertisement just on on Instagram when I was scrolling, and this the, the song that was playing on the ad was like, oh, man, this this is like right up my alley. So I didn't even, that's all I heard was just that like 10 second snippet from the commercial. I bought yeah. it. It's, it's one of my favorite vinyls. And then it made me go back and purchase his other uh, vinyls and they're all incredible. And, uh, but the nice. most, the most recent was uh, Leon Bridges new album, gold digger sound. Yeah. I've seen that. <clears throat> Which I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Leon Bridges and his, like his sound. No. Well, He's kind of known for, or at least, you know, he won Grammys and got nominated for Grammys for his, like, really old school, like, 50s, 60s, like, it, it's almost like it was recorded with old equipment. I mean, if you listen to his <laughs> first record, it just sounds like you grabbed this record from, like, the early 60s. It's it's really nice. cool and stylized, and I was thinking, you know, this third album was going to be more of that, which, you know, I like that stuff. And I was just kind of like, it was an impulse, but I just kind of grabbed it. And I was like, you know, I like the other ones. I'll, I'll probably like this one too. And man, it is better, in my opinion, better than his last two. And it's it's nothing like the other two. He's kind of changed his sound, or at least, you know, for this album, he's changed it to a like, like indie R&B slash like neo soul like just really really deep bass and incredible mm-hmm. horns and it's just like a it's almost like a musician's album it's just so cool i think i think that's uh that i'm gonna have to check that out and i think that also leads me into something else that i think is really kind of neat about the whole physical media thing is that i i have seen the record you're talking about because there's a big physical push for that particular album. Oh, you're talking about the the like the gold covering for it? Yes. Oh yeah. And then like the inside like, is like marbled gold, like the vinyl itself is marbled gold, so that's even like nice. that's a bonus. And that's something you don't get with streaming media or iTunes or whatever because you know, they may uh, they might advertise to you. I don't know, but you know, it's it's not the same as every record store you're going into having it be a big push for this particular release or whatever, which, again, is kind of a, a cool event, and you get to see what's coming out and maybe find something cool like you're talking about. You know, I've had my blind purchases that I, I'm not too thrilled about either, but I think that's that's the most fun. I think when I first bought a vinyl or a record player, I was going to mostly just be buying stuff that I knew. Um, yeah. Which now that I think about it, I mean, it that's crazy talk. So <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I I love finding new stuff and I love just like grabbing something, you know, almost based on like the cover alone or just like Yeah. If if I stumble across like a song on uh Spotify or something, I don't uh, and I love it, I won't even like look at the rest of the the album cuz like no, I want to be surprised when I when I order it on, on vinyl. But I you know, I yeah. I I bought the um Kids See Ghosts vinyl which is um uh-huh. kid cuddy and kanye west yes. I, and, and i don't know i was a little disappointed there's like like one or two good tracks on there and it's a really really nice looking vinyl it's like it's, it's a translucent pink but it's like not fully translucent so it's it's just really cool and i don't know if i'll i'll sell it based on that alone just it's like i don't know, just kind of feels like a bit of a collector's and the and the sleeve for it i don't know what kind of inner sleeve you would call it but it it's just a like a really nice matte uh see-through like really high uh, dollar, uh, okay. 
so I don't know. I may one day sell it. I that's the thing. I can't picture myself actually selling any of my vinyls. I have a hard time letting stuff go. But uh that would be probably high on the list. That and the um <laughs> and the Who's Greatest Hits. I also grab that on like impulse. Well, something else to mention about vinyl records is let's say that they are thirty dollars average. If you like the cover art and the Kid See Ghost, is that what that was called? Yeah. If if you take a the Kid See Ghost album, for example, the cover art on that is really cool. Yeah, it's right. You know, it. I I dare you to find a piece of art for thirty dollars in that size. Like art's expensive, so even if you don't like the album, you've got a you know pretty cool art piece to put up. Yeah, and I mean the main reason I don't think I'm selling that or the Who, which is also like a really nice red color, the vinyl. Um, mm-hmm. Is I got both of them for under twenty bucks. Oh, and nice! So I can't really complain too much. Um, no, it's a good deal. Yeah. One thing that I have learned about vinyl records, which really tripped me out, is that things do not have value the way that you would think they do. Nobody cares if you've got a sealed copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Nope. Like everybody has a copy of that, and. It's like that isn't rare or collectible. It's it's these weird bands that no one's ever heard of that only made like 300 copies. Those are the ones that people collect. And it's kind of an interesting dynamic because it's not like it's kids toys from the 80, 80s where they made a bajillion of them, but they all got broke and only a couple of them made it through. It's right. they didn't make very many of these and right. a couple of them made it through. I have a um a, a rare uh, my favorite band's the Deer Hunter, D E A R Hunter, and yes. um, I won a raffle that they were doing, and they sent me a vinyl that the singer had. Like he owned a bunch of extra vinyls, or just he was holding them or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they were his personal uh, collection or whatever. But he sent me one that they only made a hundred of them. Wow, and, nice. And. Uh, it comes with like a handwritten note and everything, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I priced that bad boy. It's like over two hundred on on That's Discogs. Awesome. And, and, and I, I'm this is gonna sound again kind of mean, but like it's my least favorite uh, <laughs> vi- album of theirs. It, it just it is. It's it's a short EP. It's only like uh, I want to say six songs, or, right? But it's um it's it's definitely got my least favorite of their stuff, but. It's it's just it's really cool to own you know something that's one in a hundred and I'm definitely never going to sell it. Well, to use a fancy word from the Antiques Roadshow, it also has provenance. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I do want to like backtrack and say that even though it's my uh, my least favorite of theirs, it that doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's it's amazing. It's just you know their other stuff is like transcendent in my opinion. Sure. Well, Ian, we could talk about vinyl all night, and I'm I'm sure we'll come back to it, but I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like give people too much. They got to come back for more. So, I think we should move on to a little segment called "What Are You Listening To?" And I think we've talked about it a little bit. It's kind of what we've been talking about tonight. For sure, yeah. I mean, I've kind of been obsessed with that Leon Bridges album. I kind of hit it up like once a week, and I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to kind of stretch it out so I'm not like overdoing it i like i like being surprised but that album was perfectly curated song to song it like it has its its perfect um boy i'm sure there's a better word for it but it's just 
when you know one song's over and the next song begins it's like the perfect song to do that to and like the nice. way that the the first side of the the vinyl ends it ends on a perfect time and then when you flip it over it's like a whole new vinyl beginning so it's like it, it, cool. it's just done perfectly awesome that's really cool so it's that, it's like it takes you on a journey absolutely <laughs> yeah that one and um there's a a band called other lives they're from oklahoma Mm-hmm. And they have a um, they have an album called Two Pyramids. Um, also, it's like cinematic western is the best way to describe that band. They 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 make nice. music. They make like not just music. It's something else. <laughs> it's it's it, a, kinda, it makes me think of uh, what's his name Enrico Morricone or whatever. The uh, he does all the spaghetti western type of music. Yeah, they have like some spaghetti western sound, but it's just everything sounds like big, like it's played in a canyon. It's it's perfect. It's, it's <laughs> nice. so so good. Um, all their albums are really good, but um, the one that sticks out for me, at least on vinyl right now, is Two Pyramids. What about you, man? Uh, I've actually been listening to, and again, this will be a shout out to Mondo Records. I've been slowly working my way through the Death Stranding score. Oh, nice! Um, it's a it's a triple disc album and it's it's just music from the game and it's it's really cool because it's kind of it's it's proper songs but it's really ambient and sort of flowing i love that and yeah it's it's really cool so we'll have to put some of what you're talking about and some of this on our uh, spotify playlist for everyone to check out you know we just got done bashing spotify for a hot minute and now we're telling people to go check it out on spotify but you know it's like get a taste we're only giving you like one or two songs and then it's up to you to buy the vinyl well that's the thing and that's that i don't want anyone to walk away from this thinking that that spotify or itunes doesn't have its place i think it absolutely does like i i can't put my record player in the car for instance <laughs> you know so man if you could be skip, i mean it would be skip city so ian we have a couple socials i'm gonna put you on the spot again do you know what they are cd's nuts pod that's right it doesn't Hell matter yeah. we got it <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you look for us, it's at CD's Nuts Pod. You can also send us an email. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Has anybody sent us any emails? Nobody has sent us an email. And in fact, before I get to the email, I wanted to say this. If you like what you're listening to, the best thing that you can do for us is give us, you know, shout out to us, say hello on our on our uh, socials or send us an email tell your friends about it if you like what you're hearing let the people know because the people deserve to they deserve it no if anything else just email us or hit us up in the comments tell us what you're listening to and tell us what we fucked up on you know like if, if we're messing up you know a little backstory or whatever um call us out man we we, we want to know Ian, i have to call you out okay fair uh and it's not me personally this is actually we did get a comment on um our youtube videos these are also uploaded to youtube if you want to listen to them there a user going by the name of chachi meow says this specifically and i quote ian you're a dickhead oh shoot i i added that part he says here's he's calling us out on what he thinks was us giving some misinformation about mr bungle this is what he says wrong (laughs) great start great start hold on hold on yeah if you're gonna if you are gonna leave a comment maybe don't start it with wrong because you know that's aggressive man that's a that's abrasive that makes me want to not read the rest of your comment but that being said he, he caps it off nicely you'll you'll see okay so it's a journey wrong 
Bungle was Mike's first band, and the success of Faith No More led Warner Brothers signing Bungle with them. Faith No More helped Bungle become legit before that Bungle was making demo albums. Fun fact, this 1991 album was already done and recorded in 1987 to 1988, but they redid it again with more money and instruments and better recording studio in 1991. Smiley face. Well, you know, I'll I'll take that for sure over just a wrong, you guys need to do more research. <laughs> I appreciate that he actually did the research for us, or, you know, he clearly is a Mr. Bungle fan and, and came across our podcast and was and was kind enough to listen to us and educate us without being, no, we're super, without being a prick. <laughs> no, he, uh, you know, he started off by saying wrong, but he ended with a smiley face and, you know, also Ian, you're a dickhead, so. Yeah, I mean, keep that energy, man. No, it's, uh, it's awesome to hear from you guys. If you want to shout out to us, tell us that we're wrong, right, funny, sad, whatever it is that you feel when you listen to these two dulcet tones, email us at cdsnutspod at gmail.com. I look at it every day in hopes that one day someone will email me. Oh, man. Now it's just sad. <laughs> well, Ian, you know our famous sign-off. First, I'd like to thank everyone for coming to my TED Talk. Um, oh, this, yeah. Hey. This has and was fun. So, yeah, like they say, have the... You got to say it with me, man. Oh. One, one two, three. Have, have the, the CDs and so, listen to CDs. music. And the music's good. Because... The music, we, the music makes the world, makes the world go better. crazy. No, well, okay. You know, it's a, um, it's a bit cumbersome. We'll work on it. And I'll be CDing you. Hey, there it is. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.